Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Car Culture. And I'm very excited to be sat here today with Tyler from Car Talk Pod. He's at, he's, he's in Dallas right now for the car show. He's woken up at 6 a.m. or probably like half five to, to come and do this. So Tyler, really appreciate you coming on, man. Of course, I was three minutes late. I had to run down to the lobby and <laughs> try and grab a coffee. But here we are, we're rocking. We are rocking. Yeah, we're good. So I actually... Did you watch yesterday's games? Did you get a chance? I mean, Sunday was great for, for a Man U fan, but yesterday was... I, I was flying. I didn't. I was following, and I'm not thrilled. No. Obviously, but, the Ahmad, you know, him scoring, but... What a goal. That's the, that's the greatest of the sport. It's, it's just, you really can't beat it. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. It pissed me off to no end, but <laughs> on we go. Oh yeah, God. still got the second leg, so hopefully, man, you can can mm-hmm. come through that. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's. Talk- What's the deal with Zlatan? Why he's hurt or out? What was it? He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Will he be? Will he miss the second leg? You think? I don't think they've confirmed it yet. It's it's a possibility. But he's also it's looking like uh, playing for Sweden. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Rumors of that as well. So that would be cool. The Euros to see him see him back. Mm. Yeah, that would be super sweet. 39. That would be very sweet. Not going anywhere. All right, let's let's talk first about how you who got into cards. Obviously, as an American and you were you work very closely with, with Gary. Um, what drew you to to footy rather than you know your your typical like basketball or baseball? Uh, so I the sport has always been big to me and resonated with me in a major way. Um, I, it really goes back to growing up. My next door neighbor was Tony Miola, who is the starting keeper for the, I believe, 94 U.S. World Cup. Um, and he was the starting goalie for the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, which I always think is amazing how it was one team that represented two states. Um, and he used to take me to all these practices, Mike Pecky, Claudia Reyna, Tab Ramos, all those guys would come over to his house and hang out. My mom um, and a couple of friends worked with Tony. They opened up a soccer retail store. I believe it was like the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. And they were slinging Premier League jerseys. That's how I became a United fan. Um, I was just introduced to the, the, the Prem very early on. But also FIFA was huge with me and my buddies. And uh, yeah, and I just loved the game. I played a lot of soccer growing up, played travel soccer. Uh, and then played in high school. And so I, I always loved it. And uh, and then when cards came about, I was like, okay, how do I get into this? Because I was doing it for Gary's work. And then we went to the National, and I came across Mbappe cards, Neymar cards, Ronaldo cards, Messi cards. And if I was more confident in my approach, my life would be financially lot different right now but uh you know <laughs> I, I i i went all in on two people mbappe and joao felix joao felix was the largest that was i think i bought like two one of my first big purchases was 20 raw mm-hmm. felix off of ebay and then i bought more and i've been just grading those and he i love him and so I wish I went harder at the time. I have some pictures on my phone and imprinted in my brain of like, you know, R- Ronaldo 
PSA nines at ungodly prices that I would love to go back in time and say, yeah, I'll take that. Um, but I didn't. And we learn and now we go. But I love it. It's my favorite thing. What What do we think about Portugal at the Euros? I feel like they're, they're underdogs, but, you know. I feel great about them. Bruno. Yeah, I feel great about them. Yeah, I feel great about them. That's one of the reasons I love Joao, uh, too. Mm-hmm. Just the way TV works. I mean, they're going to be one of the, you know, top four four or so favorites. You got Ronaldo. He's going to get all the media, all the stories. Um, and then you got the young, you know, up-and-comer handing the, you know, passing the baton. He's, what was his deal, 123 mil or something like that? It's like top three. I think it was the second most expensive transfer ever. So Felix has got all the stories. Obviously, Bruno. Um, is Bernardo Portuguese? Yep. City, yep. Portuguese as well. Who else they got on that squad? Uh, I mean, they got Diaz in defense. Pepe was world-class mm-hmm. the other night. Yep. I guess Cancelo's been playing really well. Pereira, mm-hmm. uh, Leicester. Yeah, I mean, they got a solid, solid team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I feel good about them. I feel really good. Not, not as good as I feel about France. And I'll continue to feel good about France because I think Paul Paul Pogba is the most undervalued player in the entire world. When he is firing cool. on all cylinders, he's. I don't think there's another midfielder that can play at his stature in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the United journey has been an interesting one, mm-hmm. but Fair if you even look at the last couple of weeks, he ain't around, they ain't doing much. Mm-hmm. He's been missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk to you about actually, is you said that I think this was with uh, Adam Lefko that cards like opened your entrepreneurial brain, which I thought was mm-hmm. really interesting given, you know, you work very closely with one of the, I'd say celebrity businessman, basically. Mm-hmm. So how how did cards make that kind of stuff a bit more apparent to you? Because it it, it was the vehicle that did it, right? If you follow Gary, who's a gentleman that I work with, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you follow any of his content that he puts out, he's a businessman. He always talks about like lemonade stands and sports cards got him into business. I, for what it, what it's done for me, I always understood, you know, business. But the main number one thing is that you cannot replicate experience and repetition and doing the act of doing the action. So here I am in Dallas today, right after we do this podcast, which I'm up at 7 a.m. here to do. Uh, we'll go over uh, downstairs, sign up for our tables, set up our display, 8 a.m. on a Friday. I've also got other work, emails, what have you. And then it's like three days of business, meaning it's a marketplace. What's in demand? What's there too much volume of? How do you present things? How do you package things? What's your story? How are you selling? Are you also buying? It's just like reps and, you know, inventory, cash flow. Uh, You got to make decisions on when to buy, when to sell. It, it just got me into like, okay, wow. All right. Learn about the customer, you know, build a strong consumer customer base. That's why social media, you know, IG is important doing podcast stuff, build up your awareness, more, you know, market size to, to sell into. So it really just got my brain going in different ways that I now I'm applying to a lot of different variables um, in my life. Or I just think 
most simple answer though is it teaches you that arbitrage is super possible in this world more so than ever because of the internet and information and all that jazz of like garage selling is the same thing but you understand supply and demand and what willing what people are willing to do to pay or or pay for to cover up like the work of of finding the supply mm-hmm. it's like um harry potter cards right now it's like people just want to buy a slab termini not find the person in australia order the uh, packs of stickers get them shipped to a friend in australia because the seller won't ship to the u.s have them ship them to the u.s dust off the boxes because they've been sitting around since 01 open them carefully send them in to get graded get them back graded list them on ebay in that process there's a lot of happiness to be had and money to be made but there's also a mass consumer base that has no interest in doing any of that just buying the card so in there lies opportunity for people then that happens in every industry everywhere think about bottled water someone came along and was like yo let's bottle this shit the day before people were just getting a water fountain had to walk down the hall now it's like ooh, right there boom quick water the oxygen's yeah. next <laughs> People are going to start buying bottled oxygen. If you go to high altitude, it's they already very prevalent. They do that in China. I'm pretty sure they do because the, the pollution is so bad. I swear there are people mm-hmm. that are selling like fresh country. Yeah. Or something. It's a thing. For sure. Uh, yeah, it'll continue to be bigger. There's more people will come. It'll it'll be a huge thing in the U.S. in our lives, I believe. What, what Everyone will just stay strapped with a little. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, what what did you think on on uh, was it Sunday when you saw that Harlan sale for one hundred twenty four thousand? What was your first thoughts? I think the Mbappe uh, sticker is probably equal. So I thought. Uh, I think I mean Holland is undoubtedly someone that people won't soon forget. I believe, right? But there's also been a lot of good players. Like Robin, there's just been a lot of good players. The thing that Messi has, or sorry, Mbappe has, and I think that's what I said in the Mbappe sticker. Uh, Again, it's early. But what the guys won a World Cup. Yeah. And he might win another, like, and he's in a driving seat to keep going. That for a nation and for legend status that's why i'm so high on mbappe because of body of work to date and going forward yeah yeah so that's what i thought when i saw the sale and i don't like sticker autos so (laughs) yeah and you know he's 22 the lebron collab i think is really underrated i agree lebron's smart Mm mm-hmm your whole so that's what I thought. Interesting. Uh, What's that? Your whole uh, Liverpool transfer theory is very, very interesting. The first time I heard that, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a little bit on the rocks right now with their, you know, where they where they sit in the in the Premier League table because I think that they need to stay up there. They need um, to be I hope they can. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, 
and that makes me confused. Like, if they're not Champions League, uh, the plan kind of falls apart. But we'll see. I believe them. I think they'll they'll get it together a little bit. They might win the damn Champions League. Yeah, I mean, a couple of players come they back. Still talent. Yeah. Yep. So, Footy is obviously number one in terms of global appeal. If we're looking at cards and we're going away from sport, Pokemon's up there as well, right? So, that's your other area of focus, mm-hmm. I'd say. One thing I was interested in was, obviously, Logan Paul did the crazy million-dollar box break a couple of weeks ago. But we didn't see the crazy, um, like, rise in prices that we did, you know, the first time we did Run it. Run up. So, what are your thoughts there? We've seen it in certain spots. We've seen it in certain spots. Um, like still some of the first edition, like key blue chip pieces, non-hollow, I think are doing healthy numbers. Um, I think that Pokemon demand is so strong. Obviously the Logan Paul thing came out of the gate, but they have just stacked the deck in terms of awareness. It is at a fever pitch. I mean, you, people will be talking about Pokemon like a lot, like grown men. And women are like Pokemon, Pokemon cards. People have been pulling out the Pokemon cards. So I think we're like there in terms of this kind of cycle, this push of awareness. I know we're going through this 25th anniversary, but like Post Malone, one of the biggest artists in the entire world, like top three pop stars in the world, just did a Pokemon concert. Mm Mm-hmm. I would argue that might be bigger than Logan Paul. So like, you know what I mean? It. I think that it's been sustained and there's still a healthy nature to the Pokemon market. I think stuff's cheap, but it's just going to take another like kind of lull and then, oh, yeah. you know, boom. And that might be, you know, 12 months, 36 months. Not sure. One thing that but I, I mean, I think the whole thing's super healthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. And I think one thing that I, I took from the Logan Paul thing was I was like, well, I wonder I wonder if we could get KSI over here, you know? And what, mm-hmm. if, what if we found mm-hmm. some, we went to Spain, right? And we found a case of, you know, 2000 and I think it's four mega cracks with the Messi rookies. Yeah. Imagine if we could get a, a, a case break with KSI and, you know, the whole. Yeah. It would be so sick. That would be that stuff's gonna happen. That that is going to happen over the next couple of years. You'll see card game shows. It's still just the beginning of it all. The fractionalization. Yeah. It's still just the beginning. Castro ripping, you know, uh, 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 soccer cards on stream, and then switching over and doing ultimate team soon. I think that'll be so rare. Just this entire alternative investment lane and then as content because only like five percent of streamers maybe ten percent of streamers really have tapped into it more of it will come as as a vehicle for content so yeah let's let's go that way so you Mm -hmm. you just spoke about ultimate team so rare that kind of stuff so in the nft space i'm with lou i don't understand top shot but so rare Mm -hmm. makes so much sense to me as a as a platform okay. but my question was so rare what's is, what what is the difference just uh, talk it through like yeah, yeah that I, so I, I can yeah, yeah i just understand the gamification of so rare with fancy football with the gambling 
with everything that I feel like the infrastructure is already there um, in different pockets. So rare is just the first thing to bring mm -hmm. it all, all together. Top shot, I just, it, mm -hmm. it, I don't understand it as video clips. I don't, I understand the rarity. I understand mm -hmm. people want to own it, but I can't put myself in a mental position basically to, to want to put my money there. Uh, is it because uh, do you watch basketball every night? No, obviously not. But if if that was say the the footy version, I still don't think I'd be drawn to it in the same way. Potentially, possibly. I just think you got to be careful about your own biases. Mm -hmm. Like if if basketball was so rare and Top Shot was footy. I, I ask you and question you, would you, the conversation be the same? I'm You'd probably be a little bit. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm still leaning towards. You feel the, me? Yeah. The so rare format. It, it might not be fully right. Like I, yeah. I agree. You might be like, okay, so it makes sense. Right. But yeah, what, I know what people yeah. need to think about is like, what is possible? Uh, what I've, what I have, I don't know any top shot agreed. I'm like okay, there's a lot of things I can be doing with my time. Do I want to be buying and selling, you know, digital, pretty much rights to digital assets that are clips of people playing basketball in regular season games ish for now? Uh, no, I don't because I got a lot of different things I can be spending my time on. Mm -hmm. But I believe that they are building a super healthy and self sustaining ecosystem. Uh, with a lot of value unlocked to come and be had. Uh, and like, we're just starting to see, I think it's all very much just a test for what's possible in the future. And I think those people that are involved now will likely be rewarded for their ownership. I think it's, I think it's because interesting. if you own five Knicks moments, like there's just going to, it's going to be an incredible vehicle for the jump start of the new, fan engagement ecosystem and i think that they are the furthest ahead in that in tapping into what what is next to come for engagement of fans between leagues teams and athletes so what if gambling it's all converging access to the games yeah. right on a global level in two seconds like cable deals are going to be such a thing in the past. So top shot, like if you really think about ownership of these clips, it's keys to unlock things, you know, post game, you know, Q and a with this player, if you own six of his clips, what like it's all tied to the league, the PA is going to get involved. There's so much money available there. And then when you think about gambling, when you think about access to the games, okay, what happens if, if you own, five nets clips you get to pick two games you know a month to watch for free and that is the off key into your nba pass league pass or whatever mm -hmm. like they they can just turn that stuff on because the ip is so big you know and nba can they can do what they want it's all about going forward and progressing and for now like people's thing is oh well you don't get anything you just get the clip what else okay what happens when they add things because mm -hmm. there's not much there that they can take away they giving out us dollars the two negatives are well my thing says i have a hundred thousand but i can't pull out a hundred thousand right now great 
every day that goes by, the dollars becoming less valuable and the people in the platform don't really care as much to transact it and they got to pay taxes. Other thing is what utility or value do they have or hold? Well, one, people just like stuff now. And two, you probably spend half your day staring at a screen anyway. So you're going to start to realize slowly but surely the value of owning digital things. And then three, they're just going to turn on whatever it is. 10 years from now, every player coming into the league is going to understand that engaging with fans on a direct one-to-one basis, whether it's through Instagram DMs or Zoom calls or whatever, is like equally as important as putting up numbers because owners are going to be smart and they want players that drive revenue and fill the seats. Not every team owner of professional sports goes into the season thinking or or wanting to win. They want to make money. And their their interests align there, right? Because the royalties on the on the back end of that. Yep, yep. And it's just an unlock. They're just keys to to access and, and engagement. So I love so rare. I mean, so rare. I think is amazing. I just can't get my damn self disciplined enough to uh, consistently put a strong lineup out there. I got great cards, but I just got to get you know. I'm working on my managing uh, my. Um, what like I'm in I'm in uni right now for managing mm-hmm. school. I'm getting my different my different cards and certificates. We're what getting you, there. What are you looking at on on so rare? So I I tried to do it I think two weeks ago. I was mm-hmm. blocked by Coinbase who wouldn't let me put more than three hundred pounds mm-hmm. in my account. Yeah, shit's annoying. Um, so I, I'm gonna come back to that probably. I'm, I'm trying to get my bank account. You should. Right. I'm telling you, you should. Yeah. What am I thinking about looking at it? So rare. Up and coming, uh, talents. Buy low, get some work with them, sell them, patience, next three years. Yeah, I think the entire FIFA Ultimate team is actually is going to at least have one eye on what's going on on So Rare. I think it's going to create they, a lot of demand. Can they mount a challenge? to uh, Against FIFA Ultimate team in time? Yeah, 1,000%, I believe so. Yeah, I think one of, I guess, three things happen. So rare an EA partner, but I think that ship is kind of sailing with Ubisoft because Ubisoft's just working with them and making games already off the back of the ownership. Um, maybe EA tries to buy them out, but again, I don't know that deal, but I think they end up together. Mm-hmm. Or EA Sports is going to have things happen too fast. EA Sports is going to have to. Um, create some form of ownership i think it for every major gaming studio right now has to be having internal meetings of how do we make our assets ownable um because people the gamers are just going to stop accepting anything but yeah so that's do i think they have a chance yeah i think they got a real fighter's chance it'll take time though but it only makes sense so this week, I think the first stimulus checks are coming out. Mm-hmm. So how? Stimmy check. So where does that? And it's not just card, like cards was one thing, but people are now worried. You know, you got the shifting attention to NFTs. There's other assets they could just buy crypto. So where? What do you see the reaction being over the next, say, I don't know, two three months when when this is really out in the open? Well, first and foremost, I think about people that like need the money. Yeah. yeah. People are going to be paying off like debt or owing things from the last 
you know, year or, or more or what have you. So I think a lot, a lot of money is just going to be spent on goods. But then you've got individuals that have been not working, living in a, like profiting off of unemployment and they're going to get this money and start investing it like in Apple or Tesla or Bitcoin or Ethereum or certain cards. Um, but I don't, I don't have too much of like an economist, economics, economists read to it, to be frank. Um, I think cards are moving. I think cards are moving. I think um, base cards are the grading is changing. I think there was that 18 month, two, two year window of, you know, 2018, Luca, Trey, Zion, Ja, grading, you know, run up flips like craziness. Um, I think that'll start to slow down because of prices of wax. It'll become a singles game. I think it's going to be fractional and singles. So, but I, I don't, I'm not going to give too much of like my deep thoughts on how people are spending their stimulus checks. I just hope smartly they should save it. And by save it, I mean probably just buy Bitcoin. But I don't, I don't know because my mind goes in so many different places. I don't just think about people that are buying collectibles with it. So I can't really opine too much. How actually, uh, Slab Stocks is an interesting post yesterday i think it was one mm-hmm. one year ago the nba shut down and i literally on mm-hmm. i think it was the 8th of march last year right i bought six i bought five luca tens uh 10 tray tens and a Giannis 10 all prism rookies um and i actually shot myself three weeks later when they'd all dropped like 56 50 60 percent i don't know it's it really interesting they dropped right yeah, they they cracked, yeah. and I was I at the time I was buying mm-hmm. all my highs, and this was like my first time like properly investing, and I, I mm-hmm. held, I held, mm-hmm. but that was that was a scary, scary moment. So I don't know how how was that perceived on your side of things. I remember the contacts that you, I mean you had more experienced contacts. I had no one really who knew what was going on. Oh, it was it was people were like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Like, but there was. To be frank, to be honest, it was like number 17 on people's list. Yeah. So there was the occasional of like, yo, I got down the list of 16 things I'm pissed about today. Damn, yo, this is 17. What the hell is going on? Like, what the, you've been talking about these cards now, they're in half. I'm like, bro, I didn't see a pandemic coming out of left field. My bad. Like, I, I apologize. But um, we were all like, fuck. But it was like again, it was number fourteen on the list of like life. Um, I thought I wasn't gonna have a job. I was, it was just shit was dire. Um, but then it happened again two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Bitcoin goes from fifty eight to forty four. Ethereum goes for two thousand from two thousand to fourteen hundred. Crypto punks so rare, all of it. People were like, "What the fuck is going on?" Happened when you um. Bitcoin went from like 21, 22 to 16. So it'll keep happening. And why pretty much if you listen to our show, I just preach, get educated, be patient, make your own decisions because you got to be able to stomach that everything, life, 
life life is so volatile right now and you got to be able to deal with it on your own you have to be accountable to your own thoughts your own decisions your own actions there's more information coming into everyone right now so everyone's pulling from different places and it's easy to say oh i made that decision because this person told me to Mm -hmm. don't be that person make your own decisions live with them make your bed sleep in it Mm -hmm. and you know what you're going to feel so much better because like even even when i thought i lost all that money which was to me and a different i'm i was i'm i was 19 you know i didn't Mm -hmm. have all these things to worry about i get it that that was number one on my list right i get it i get it i felt i like that was scary for me but at the same time I decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. So, well, yeah, now you feel better about it because you held on and it was your yeah. call and you're like, I got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's an important thing. And I think about it a lot as someone that goes on a microphone once a week for a show and gives thoughts and ideas, and people are very impressionable. Um, mm-hmm. And so I believe I have a responsibility to say, like, Take a second to learn. Take a second to learn and make your own decisions because we are inherently biased. And so we take bits of information, we put them through our own filter, we make a decision. And then if it goes wrong, we blame it on the other person. And that, that creates a false fallacy for yourself. It's like you're so rare and top shot thing. It's yeah. like we got to remove our own biases. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're if right. Top shot was baseball. Lou would be in the mix. Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens if that comes along. And um, what you're saying, it probably, yeah. probably not too far away. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably not, but I have the ability to pull it off like the NBA. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I mean, the one time I went to a baseball game, it was at the um, the Blue Jays in Toronto. And I played cricket, right? I played cricket growing up my whole life. And I thought baseball mm-hmm. was boring. So that <laughs> tells you quite a bit. Yeah. The Blue Jays have beautiful. I love the Blue Jays look and feel, though. Yeah, it was it was a really nice, really nice stadium. Um, yeah. If, if we, so one one comparison that I've I like to make is sneaker the sneaker market and the card market. And mm-hmm. I like from your perspective. I mean, I don't see now too much difference. Like if you go on sneakers and you're trying to buy Dunks or whatever, when you don't get it, you're like, it's fine. I, I I missed it. Take the L, yeah. On. Yeah, take the L and move on. And people in the sports card market still aren't there yet. They're getting very angry and, you know, um, venting. And I think in the next couple of years, I think the, the transition will, will be complete and the, the markets will work in a really, really similar way. Are you talking about wax? People getting upset that they don't get the product? Yeah. And then they can just buy it at a higher price? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I... I completely agree it's just supply and demand about bots and kids being smarter than them and understanding arbitrage and understanding that you're probably still going to pay the 25 percent vig anyway so i think the responsibilities on the company that produce products that if they want don't want to deal with the customer backlash or bots that they need to be equally the investment maybe they should hire some of these kids to get them to understand but no everyone's got to be smarter than the next person everyone's got to be better than the next person and um yeah sneaker industry you feel it right now a bit of maybe the disconnect the nike thing that just happened isn't great uh for their look but you feel better the disconnect between the consumers 
and the and the you know the the merchants um because there's this whole intermediary market that they almost like act like it doesn't exist and that's kind of like i think whack so we'll see i think the 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 card companies are further along in understanding that even just the recent nft boom top what is it tops has their thing their digital thing panini has their digital thing tops now e-commerce project 70 project 2020 so i think they're further along but i right unless they go head at it and invest like bots they've raised the prices substantially um you know it's like lebron shoes are like 250 now like you used to be able to buy lebron's at 100 but if the demand's there that's what businesses do if i walk into this show and i'm trying to think of a car there Luke Skywalker, 1977 Series 1, is in high demand. I'm going to price it accordingly, like more than I bought it for when I was here last. So people like to have their cake and eat it too as well. Yeah, yeah, no, completely agree. Um, Yeah, just before we wrap up here, just two final things I want to end on. So for, for people coming in, what's the, what's the biggest thing you've learned and who do you think I should go get to, to interview next? Interesting. Biggest thing I've learned is uh, if you enjoy something, do it and double down. Um, if you're curious about something, go more into it. Don't be afraid to meet people and jam with people. Um, and who should you go and get to interview next? I think it's so rare person. That's what I, I was think, thinking yeah. as well. Just trying to hit yeah, that. I think you should hit up on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a gentleman that uh, I'm doing some work with, John Nellis, that uh, if you look up his name, John, N-E-L-L-I-S. Um, yeah. I'll have a look. Yeah, he does a lot of content around so rare. I would check him out. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Tyler. Right, um, let's of talk course, a little, man. Talk a little bit about um, Car Talk Live, which is in two weeks, I think. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. March 24th. Um, we are going to be doing a three-hour live show. We're going to have a lot of people um, from the hobby, different celebrities, fun combos. Gary's involved. Adam Lefko, Leon Hart. I think Buster's going to be there. And then a whole plethora of athletes, entertainers, etc. Um, and we're going to be doing some Q and a, we're going to be doing some, uh, pack war gamified stuff, giveaways. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. March 24th, Wednesday, one thirty-seven PM Pacific time, etc. Guys, make sure you tune in, go follow Tyler on Instagram at Tyler at car talk pod. Um, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. My man.